You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. So hey guys, welcome to today's episode of The Hero of the Story. Brian is actually not with me today. Instead, I have another special guest. Um, one Sam, one Wheel O'Neill, uh, who is one of the content editors on the Gospel Project for Kids team. How are you doing, Sam? I'm doing well. Um, I have to say, this is my first time being on a podcast, and it's so weird that I, like, in a way, I'm talking to all of you, but I'm also only talking to Aaron. That's so true. That's true. It's, uh, if I seem awkward, it's because I am. That's true. And is that just a lifestyle, or is that just because of this specific context? I, I like to think it's this specific context, but you would have to probably ask my wife. Fair, fair. So, um, so as I mentioned, Sam is one of the content editors for the Gospel Project for Kids. He works on um, the younger kids' material as well as the kids' worship, uh, the yeah, worship hour, the add-on worship as hour well. add-on. Um, so. First, Sam, thanks for what you do, man. I appreciate it. Well, well, it is actually a huge honor and a privilege. And if the content is bad, it's on me. And if it's not bad, it's definitely because of God. Like, that's right. That's right. There's team, no part of it. That team effort and Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. 100%. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, um, so Sam, we have a shared shared service area in, in our local churches. Yeah. Um, you and I are both in kids ministry. Yes, sir. And you're, you know, you're in your 20s. Yeah. Uh, as a, for a little while longer. For a little while longer. That's right. <laughs> but you've been serving in kids ministry throughout your 20s. Yeah. Um, I started in kids ministry in my 20s as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're kind of unusual in that respect because there tends to not be a lot of guys who are serving in kids ministry. Yeah, that is definitely true. Yeah, which which is a bit of a bummer because um, it's a great it's a great place for, for, for us to be serving. Yeah. It's a great place for everybody in the church to be serving. I completely agree. Yeah. And so what, uh, so what I wanted to talk to you about today is, is actually just why is it that it, why is kids ministry important, an important place for young men to serve in particular? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And so I really have three points that I think kind of outline and to be clear, I think in some ways I'm kind of talking about like young men who may be married, probably don't have kids yet. Maybe they do, but yeah. probably not. Um, Cause that's kind of the boat that I'm in right now. My wife and I don't have kids yet. And yeah. the first thing I would say is that it's not weird. Right. Like I think a lot of, a lot of guys have this idea that if you don't have kids, it's weird for you to spend time with someone else's kids. Yeah, totally. it's like, and, and, Culturally, there are some reasons that that is maybe an appropriate thing that has come up, but it's not true is what right. I want to get at. And um, if your kids' ministry setting, honestly, if it's worth its salt, they should be vetting people. So they're going to vet you. They're going to sh- you know, find out that you're, you're good to go, that you're not a risk factor or anything like mm-hmm. that. And the parents should know that. The parents should know when they're dropping their kids off that it's only with trustworthy people. Yeah. And because of that, like I think that the stigma that it's like oh like I can't be friendly towards kids because that's weird or that's awkward right I kind of feel like that's a stigma that needs to go away because ultimately all of us one day will probably be fathers and I know that for me is something I hope to be happening and I kind of need to practice if that like I need to know how to interact with kids and I need to know um, how to disciple kids yeah totally Totally. Um, so, 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I mean, just thinking about that that weird factor. Any, I mean, one of those things that that I think for some guys kind of makes it feel weird, even though it's not, is that there's this there's this wrong perception that um, men that 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 kids ministry is really for women only. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's just not true. It's it really is for everybody in the church. Yeah. Um, it's it's disrespectful to both genders to say to say that no this is you know this is for this group of people yeah only well, and the other thing is I mean unless you go to a church where everyone has only had daughters and that's all that's in the kids ministry like those young boys are they're going to respond a little bit better to and uh, a male leader because to them they're looking up to that they're thinking that's what i want to be one day right you know and and hopefully we don't have little boys looking at women and thinking that's what i want to be one day you know so like right. we need the men in the ministry reaching the next generation and raising them to yeah, be exactly to be godly men exactly i mean aside from aside from i want to i want to follow jesus like that right person. yeah absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. definitely yeah. so so that's that one part serve for for men we do have to understand serving in kids ministry isn't weird it doesn't need to be weird and if we have this 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 impression that it is weird i think we need to we need to be asking ourselves some questions some yeah. questions about why do we think that this is weird yeah, is it absolutely. because is it because we had a bad experience um, in in kids ministry when we were kids is it something um, unspoken in the culture of our of our churches and we need to address that um, because um, we know that kids ministry is one of the places that's hardest to get volunteers mm -hmm. and if we're cutting our if we're if we're inadvertently cutting off half of our potential volunteer base right from the get-go um, that makes it that makes it just yeah. one step harder yeah yeah and Jesus never said let the little children come to Mary Magdalene over there because I'm too busy ministering to adults Jesus right. said let the children come to me and so I think that that I mean ultimately the manliest man is Jesus and that's that he's the perfect man he's who we want to emulate and so we as men need to say let the children come to me whether right. or not whether or not we're uh, yeah having kids or yeah ab absolutely so that's point one um, yeah. so serving in kids ministry isn't weird yeah what's what's your second point it's also it's not hard okay I think that there's this kind of perception that serving in kids is one of the harder places to serve right um, and sometimes kids can be a tough crowd because their humor is like childish but the fact of the matter is, you can make kids laugh so easily if you're just willing to be a little bit goofy and yeah. you're willing to say, like, it's okay for me to come across as silly. Yeah. Like, you can still be, you can carry that weight and that gravity of understanding good doctrine and teaching good doctrine to kids yeah. in a way that is a little bit silly. Like, yeah. it's completely possible. And once the kids see you as someone who's fun and a little bit silly, and kind of gets what makes them laugh and wants to make them laugh. Yeah, man, they're putty in your hands at that point. Like you can you can be part of what's shaping the next generation because they like you. And right. Like once a kid likes you, man, they're they yeah. like you. And Absolutely. that's just it's easy to it's easy to 
again, back to point one, it's easy to be weirded out and think like, well, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable, but really it's yourself. You're the one who's feeling uncomfortable. And if you can just let that go and say, I'm going to be a goofball. I'm going to do the motions, even though, even though they might be a little bit silly or they feel um, immature or something like, you know, you don't have to do them when you go to big church, yeah, yeah, but yeah, when yeah. you're down yeah. there with the kids, participate, you know, sit with totally. them, sit crisscross applesauce just like they do. And they're, they're going to respond to that and they're going to see you as a role model. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and with this, this idea of it, of it not being hard, um, I wonder how much of that has to do with, with sometimes our own pride to that yeah. we, we, we want to deflect from that I mean because in some ways kids ministry is hard because um, I, I don't know about I don't know if you had this experience but there was a um, you know as a fairly new Christian I had you know I, I went through that 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 period of time that that it seems like most young young Christian men go through which is the question of calling and what am I am I supposed to be a pastor and all this yeah. kind of stuff and um, the and I mean ultimately the answer, at least for now, is no. But uh, but the opportunity, but one of the greatest testing grounds that we have is in kids ministry. Yeah. Because kids are hard to pull the wool. It's harder to pull the wool over kids' eyes yes. when you're a teacher. You have to actually know what you're talking about yeah. in order to teach them effectively. Yeah, and it, um, it it's kind of, I would almost say that it's like a paradox because on the one hand, like it is harder to, to fool a kid. It's harder to pull the wool over their eyes, that kind of stuff. Um, but on the other hand, they're also, they tend to be, I think, more forgiving mm-hmm. than we often give them credit for. And yeah. I've had times where I've had to talk to my group of um second and third graders and tell them this is like I made a mistake I said this about this Bible story and I I actually should have said this because in fact you know it it wasn't uh, a good example talking about the story of Paul versus Saul yeah saying like oh well God changed Saul's name to Paul and thinking back to like Abraham and thinking back to Jacob to to, um, Israel but this is actually not a case of that this is a case of he had a name as a Roman citizen Paul and he had a name as a Jewish person Saul so it wasn't like a oh God changed his name Um, and so that was something where like not only did I get to um, teach the kids something interesting I got Mm -hmm. to correct myself and show that sense of humility which is something that um, it actually means a lot to kids because I think they're used to adults tending to project this idea of like, well, because I'm an adult, I'm right, no matter what. If I say it, it's the right thing and what I say goes and that kind of thing. And um, I think it's really, really good for kids to see that sense of humility and they're really forgiving. They love knowing both that adults can make mistakes, Mm -hmm. but they also need to see that adults can own up to their mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's one of those things that um, it is it is so easy for, again, so easy for us to forget that kids need to see us, see that we are people too. Yeah. We are, um, we are modeling um, what it means to live as a Christian. So that, that includes what does, what does asking forgiveness look like? What yeah. does repentance look like? Absolutely. What does owning, owning both mistakes and owning sin look like yeah. and so 
I mean, one of the things that I, I always loved to do was I had a, um, an illustration time that, uh, my, that my kids always loved me using, which was uh, foolish things that Mr. Aaron did. Yeah. And it, was, and it was all stories from when I was their age about like ridiculously stupid things that, um, that I did like um, when I was eight deciding to figure out whether or not I could actually fly. And so I jumped off a roof. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, the, guessing the answer was no. Um, well, I, sus I stayed in the air for a little while, but uh, not that <laughs> All long. All the while descending quickly. <laughs> correct. <laughs> at about the rate of gravitational pull. <laughs> yes, correct, correct. Still counts? No, it doesn't yeah. count. Doesn't count. Um, falling with style. No. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there was no grace. It was not a grace. I'm not a graceful man yeah. um, in, uh, in, that, in that respect. But stuff like that. The mm. time that, um, uh, that I got my first bank account and I was told explicitly by my mother to not go and get a debit card. And yeah. then I did anyway and I lied about it and ah. I said that she had given permission and the teller was hilarious because this was back when banks had tellers yeah. that you had to go to all the time um, but she had this just like oh boy you're gonna get in, you're gonna get in so much trouble <laughs> look on her face and it was amazing um, and I got in so much trouble um, you know and so it's stories like that and that yeah. but I always had to uh, I always had to make sure that it was on that edge, like it was safe, foolish. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. because there are a lot of things that it's like I could have told them that, I, and I would have gotten fired from my volunteer job. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but that is that that's but that's part of that is yeah. if we're not, um, yeah, we have like there's lots of opportunities for us to meaningfully engage and show show a little bit of vulnerability mm -hmm. and and it makes all the difference in the world which actually leads to your final point which is it is important um kids ministry is the most important ministry in any given church because those those are the future leaders those are the the russell moores and the john pipers and the and the um martin luthers and the the different like great thinkers and the leaders of the church, the leaders of the church in 20 years are not, you know, they're not adults, they're kids. Yeah. Um, and if we're not reaching those kids while they're young, we're, we're basically hoping that culture just holds off on shaping them in any way until they're adults so that we can start to shape them. Right. Which is foolish. Like, that's yeah. just foolishness. Like, you, you have to you have to be willing to to use kind of that continued like clay analogy like if you're not getting your hands dirty you're not shaping the clay you can't just stick it on the wheel and hope that it shapes itself in you know 15 years when it's grown up um and the other thing is um especially for young guys especially for guys that don't have kids yet the parents need a little bit of a break and they need other adults that they can trust and mm -hmm. and you know, a lot of churches will ask a, a parent to attend one and serve one, and that's great. And yeah. I think that parents should do that. And serving alongside their kids and in the ministry with their kids is an awesome thing. But at the same time, there there needs to be some people who don't have kids yet who are willing to step into that role, mm -hmm. because otherwise you'll end up with families that have two or three kids 
And if only the parents are serving, then the kids are going to very quickly outnumber the parents, especially because you're going to have some parents that say, I can't serve, I don't have time to serve. Um, and so in a way, I think that it's necessary for us to step in and take up some of that slack and be yeah. that support. Obviously, the parents are the primary disciple makers of their kids, yeah. but that doesn't mean that those of us who don't have kids yet who are still young can't be a really big help in that way. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, if I can add almost a uh, either a 3B or 4, but it plays off of what, what you've been saying, is it's not just important. Um, ser men serving in kids' ministry, isn't, young men serving in kids' ministry isn't just important. It's also a privilege. It's a gift. Yeah. And it's specifically for those reasons, as you said, that, yes, parents are the primary disciple makers in every family. They, it is their, their number one responsibility. They will be held accountable by God for how their, for, for what they teach their children. I know that that's, that's true. That's true in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, but the fact is, is that you, that by serving, you get to come alongside, you get to support, you get to assist in that. Yeah. And that's, that's a, an amazing thing because we're all called to make disciples. And, um, and, and that is an amazing thing. It's an amazing place for any of us to be able to serve. So, and, it's, and, and it does bear fruit. Yeah. yeah Sometimes absolutely. it's weird fruit, <laughs> but it bears fruit. Yeah. Um, well, and especially in the context of a, of a gospel-centered ministry. I mean, the gospel yeah. will not return void. That, it, I mean, exactly. that's, it's just fact. It's yeah. biblical. And... So if, you, if you're stepping into that ministry space and you're, you're adopting that gospel-centered attitude, you're going to see kids respond to it. You're going to have those light bulb moments where a kid suddenly realizes that when Isaiah was talking about the voice crying out in the wilderness and now you're teaching about John the Baptist and they're going to make that connection and you're going to feel like a superstar. You're yeah. going to feel like, wow, I deserve a seminary degree. Yeah. And you probably don't. Um, but at the same time, you've just helped a kid to make that connection. You've yeah. helped a kid to see the Bible as that one picture, that one story of our need for a savior and God's gracious love to provide one. Right. So Sam, how would you encourage leaders to recruit young men? Um, that is a very difficult question that it I is. don't know if I have um, really good answers to it. But That's okay. Um, I think one thing is, to, to kind of go back to those points, to, mm -hmm. to let them know, like, it's not weird. We're yeah. not going to look at you like, wait, why do you want to serve in kids? You're a young guy with no kids of your own. Like, yeah. um, it's, it's not hard. And also let them see and sort of invite them into it as like, hey, this isn't something that is, we don't just need a warm body to fill a room and to watch kids to make sure they don't hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. Like it is a ministry. It's not babysitting. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that if you can cast that vision that, Hey, this is important. We need you not just because we need someone. We need you because of who you are, because of the unique place in life that you are. I think that that is something that a lot of guys my age are kind of, still looking for and still kind of hoping to find like kind of what you were saying they're looking for some sort of like calling moment where they feel called to go do something so mm -hmm. I mean if you're a young guy and you're listening and you believe that God can speak through other believers I'm another believer and I'm calling you right now go serve in your kids ministry jump in 
feet first all the way. I mean, you can't dip your toe in and expect to get used to the water. You, you gotta just jump in. Yeah. And I think that if you do that, you'll end up surprised at how much you're learning because mm -hmm. to teach, you have to understand and also how much you're growing and how much fruit you're seeing in the kids. Awesome, cool. Sam, thanks so much, man. That, this has been really helpful. I think this is, uh, yeah, this has been a great conversation. Uh, listeners, I hope you found it uh, as helpful and as encouraging as I have. Thanks for listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project, a family of resources revealing how all scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.